It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast is sponsored in part by Holy Grail Clothing Company, an American lifestyle brand presented by the Regal Brand Incorporated. Discover high-quality handcrafted essentials from their collections for men, women, and children. Podcast subscribers can take 15% off their entire purchase with discount code HEARDTHAT15. That's H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5 when they shop the virtual retail store at HolyGrailClothingCompany.com. That's HolyGrailClothingCO.com. Holy Grail Clothing Company, wear your crown. I absolutely love doing volunteer service. I have met the most amazing people and some extraordinary kids as well. The cool thing that kids will always ask for when I am volunteering is books, if we have books available for them to take home because their passion and love for reading. There's an amazing author out there by the name of Trevor Romaine who has such cool books for kids that are fun and awesome with simple stories that kids can relate to and parents as well. The Trevor Romaine Company has a diverse collection of social and emotional learning resources to help children and their families become healthier, happier, and more confident. All heard that, listeners. If you go on trevorromaine.com today, you get an exclusive 15% off your complete order by using the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5, at trevorromaine.com. Trevor Romaine, no E at the end of Romaine, Dot com today. What's up, Heard That Nation, listening in the United States and around the world, those that are listening on the podcast, I appreciate you joining in. Those that are watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, share, click, join, because I promise you after today's show with today's guest, you're definitely going to want to let people know what is going on. And if you are a college hoops fan, this is like the best time of the year. It's like Christmas in March. And I know that people have their brackets and they're definitely gonna wanna say something after listening and watching today's show. I have on here with me, the man from New Newark, New Jersey, sports broadcaster for Ramapo Athletics Eastside Basketball. And if you have Instagram, you definitely want to uh, subscribe to, he is a co-host on a phenomenal 
phenomenal show with three other gentlemen. It's the Gentleman's Corner live streaming. They talk about real issues, real topics. Uh, it is uncut. I appreciate everything that they talk about. They make it relatable in today's pandemic and beyond. The one and only Monty Moss joining the podcast. How you doing, sir? Uh, first and foremost, uh, good morning. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. I'm really excited. And I'm feeling good. I know uh, previously before I hopped on this uh, call that I know you'd be fired up. So I'm feeding off your energy, but sooner or later that will switch. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, re I'm really blessed to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Uh, we were talking before we came on, the, the podcast started and the show started. And I want to get your take on it because I think you said some really good things. Going into this season and looking at what happened last season where we didn't have basketball, we didn't have, you know, one shining moment. We didn't yeah. have, you know, the da -da 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 -da. <laughs> you know, where everybody gets hype and everything else. It completely got shut down and we're almost at a year to the day pretty much where the new normal did take over for a lot of people and a lot of these students and a lot of student athletes. Mm -hmm. Looking at this season and seeing, you know, some of these uh, teams did have to cancel. They had to postpone their games and everything else. Did you think that it was going to be history repeating itself and that uh, the season was going to shut down. What was your thoughts? Early on, I'll be, I'll be honest. I thought it was going to be a little bit of a repeat, but at the time we were already so much deep in the pandemic with the months. And I knew with the resources that the NCAA has in their multi-billion dollar enterprise, that they would figure things out within different schools, athletic departments. Uh, let's be honest, some athletic departments are more funded by than others, especially mm -hmm. the Power Fives. Mm -hmm. uh, but once early on, the few games got postponed. I knew that they would possibly be rescheduled. But immediately when uh, it came out that there would be no fans in the arenas uh, throughout the whole uh, college basketball season, it, it was a no-brainer that the season would play on because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you don't have, you know, the outside fan base of, you know, the, the city's fans that are be in attendance night in and night out. And on top of that, you know, their whole structure on uh, quarantining and, and from game to practice, from practice to game, uh, the structure that they put in place to the NCAA was pretty, pretty remarkable looking back because at the time we were, you know, in November and we were still sort of, you know, still locked down, I should say. You know, we yeah. couldn't do a lot of those things that we are doing now, which is some states are opening up slowly, you know, especially with the vaccines going out. So, uh, early on, I, I knew that we wouldn't be in trouble. I just knew that the NCAA and the college basketball, as well as some teams, had to figure out a great uh, game plan to, to use on, a, on an off-day, day-on basis where they can follow. And once mm -hmm. they followed those, uh, it's pretty much smooth sailing. I mean, we didn't really have that many amount of uh, postponed games that I originally expected uh, before the season even started. Mm -hmm. uh, but the ones that were postponed, some of them either rescheduled their game later on in the season and or some of them didn't just play that game at all. You know, for example, you know, the Duke and Florida State game from this year that got postponed. Uh, in my opinion, I would have liked to see that game rescheduled and then play again or, or play the game that, that was originally postponed, but we never got a chance to. Right. Uh, but that's just the beauty of it. Uh, shout out to the, the first responders at these campuses. Shout out to the team doctor, the team physicians for figuring this out because there's were a ton of COVID uh, test positive on these campuses. And uh, those those guys don't get enough credit as they should for uh, doing a job that they did do mm -hmm. to make sure that the players are safe, the coaches are safe, and also they get to do what they love to do. And that's to play basketball. And, and that's so important to give a shout out to the first responders and those that are there on campus to assist and aid, you know, not only the coaches and teachers, but us, the students and everything. And seeing 
towards the tail end of, of the regular season, we saw teams drop out. You know, Duke was in the ACC tournament and they were looking real good and they had to pull out the yeah. COVID cases. We saw Virginia drop out Kansas. Uh, Duke season is completely over with and done. Unfortunately, they had a disappointing season. But looking at Kansas and looking at Virginia, I know that Kansas has traveled uh, to Indianapolis where everything's going to be at this year. And I think they're missing three players that stayed behind still due to the yes. COVID protocol. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so uh, hopefully we won't have any cases. The deadline for any teams dropping out today, but as far as the news and alerts going on at ESPN and CBS sports and, and other sports outlets, it looks like that everybody is still a go uh, as far as staying in the tournament. There was, and it's always every year, you're going to have your teams that will get picked, your teams that are on the bubble, the experts that will be on uh, different various sports outlets that will say, you know, who's in, who's out and everything else. Uh, to me, from the outside looking in, I thought for sure Belmont was going to be in as an at-large bid. Uh, what other teams did you see that you were surprised they got in? And what teams did you see that did not get in? And again, disappointed for Belmont. They didn't even get an invite to the NIT. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty much solid. I really don't have any other teams. I, I remember the first four on Selection Sunday, the first four out. Uh, those teams that were listed, St. Louis, Louisville, and others, those teams really didn't push the, the envelope or the needle for me to say, okay, mm -hmm. I can make the argument for these guys to get in. Uh, but I do have an all caps <laughs> written on my sheet right here that Belmont, how they didn't even get a consideration robbed. where absolutely robbed. Yeah, 26 and four this season. I really feel for Coach Alexander because at the end of the day, they technically they have just as about as many wins as. Uh, Gonzaga and the only top three teams up there with 24 plus wins is Drake, mm -hmm. uh, Gonzaga and Belmont and Belmont really played. If you really think about it, a full season, they didn't really yeah. have any stops. Uh, they played almost 30 games. And the fact mm -hmm. that they didn't even get a consideration from the NCAA because, you know, they play in a weak conference as uh, critics will say, or, you know, and, and they didn't get an opportunity to get quad one wins as everyone else has. So right. I really feel for those guys because at the end of the day, they have, really uh, played their hearts out this season. Look, 26 and four is an amazing accomplishment. Hell, you got teams out there that have 11 losses, 12 losses that are in a tournament. Right. So are we really getting, uh, you know, criticized? Are we getting in due to, you know, schedule wise or, or qual and wins? Because at the end of the day, there's some teams in there that are not even 500 in their conference this season. And yet they got a ticket punched against Sebele. So yeah. I really feel for Belmont. I, I, that, that was really after selection Sunday, that was really my first initiative. Like, wow, how did Belmont right. not even get a call? And the fact that they didn't even get an invitation to the NIT is kind of insane to me. I mean, they have, you know, outside of Gonzaga, they have the best record in college basketball. How are these guys not in the NIT period, even though they deserve to be an NCAA It tournament. was like, it was like the committee was like, Oh my bad. I, <laughs> we, we, we missed yeah. the team. I mean, we had the NIT already filled out. We had the yeah. 68 filled out. Oh, how can we fit them in? Well, whoops, that already went public. So, I mean, I feel bad for that team. I talked to uh, one of my sports friends that is out there in Atlanta, and she said, you know, yeah. thank God that Belmont doesn't have any seniors on the team, but still. That's, yeah, huge. You know, they they are just absolutely disappointed, not even an invite, not even at-large bid or anything <laughs> else like that there. So I None. just think it's an insult. None. NCAA needs to do better. I say absolutely. that every year. So, but welcome, <laughs> welcome to the tourney. Hartford Hawks. I had to Google them because I didn't even know uh, 
who they were and everything else. This is their first time ever in a tournament and the Grand Canyon best uh, mascot ever, the antelopes. Uh, I, I just think that that's, you know, a phenomenal <laughs> mascot to have. But it's their yeah. first time in the tournament. Uh, yeah. So it should be fun to watch, but you know, let's talk about it. Let's dive right into this, this pool. Uh, you better get your shit out because you uh -oh. you did a brave thing. You posted, yep. you posted on your yep. IG page. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Who your picks were, yep. <laughs> and, well. and 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 uh, for people that are not watching, I just want to say he's rocking a North Carolina Tar Heel shirt and hat. I'm rocking Michigan. Have to. So if you have, if you know the history of both of these teams back in the day, the infamous timeout, you know Dean Smith, yeah. Steve Fisher, the Fab yeah. Five. Uh, and all of that. I mean, look up your history, Google yeah. it if you don't know about it. But Monty's picks. Well, <laughs> well, first and foremost, was a great conversation. Go ahead. Well, first and foremost, for everybody out there that's listening and will be listening to this episode, I could not look. Me and Miss Marissa are Michigan Wolverines till, till death. I could not come on this platform wearing Michigan because at the end of the day, for anyone that watches this or listens, mm -hmm. and you hear two Michigan fans, you see two people with Michigan gear on, it kind it kind of it kind of makes us a little bit biased, as people say. So I had to show love to my to the Tar Heels. I, I am a Tar fan. I do have some. Uh, connections down there and look at the end of the day as we'll get on to later in the show maybe the Tar Heels are my dark horse out of the south region you'll have to stay tuned for that but go ahead Miss Marissa I okay. just want to clarify that because two Michigan fans with two Michigan <laughs> gears on that don't look right for, for America <laughs> so I had to mix it up a little bit this listen morning we'll talk about my picks as well it's not going to be just okay. his but I think that okay. my Michigan family may come at me a little bit on this on this bracket right here and uh, hopefully yeah. I will have some kind of case of letting them know why and who I have picked. So we're going to start from the final four and then build towards the, the regions and, and, oh, no. and all that. So oh, no. uh, please <laughs> enlighten the, the folks listening or watching who you have in the final four. And then we're going to discuss uh, as we talk about okay. each region. Yeah, so I have th I did three brackets, as, as Ms. Marissa pointed out earlier. Yes, I did do a bracket post on my social media, my Instagram. Uh, with Michigan being my winner, of course, I have to be show some love to the Wolverines. But in one of my brackets, my final four is Zags, Michigan, Baylor, Illinois. My other bracket, I have Illinois, Oklahoma State, Zags, and Michigan, of course. And my last one, I have Zags, Bama, Illinois, and Texas Tech. So, I'm going a little bit of a rant here. My last Dang. one. I want. I wanted to mix it up. I wanted to mix it up because you know Baylor. I'll get into that later. Those are my final four picks. Who do you have in, in right. your first? How many brackets have you done? Are you just one and done? Okay, listen. I'm not one and done. Okay, I, I'm that one that will go and do whoever invites me into their pool. Depending on you know how many people are in there, I'm in. It, it, yeah, obviously, same. I do the ESPN. I do the CBS one, all that, but. This is yeah. mine right here. <clears throat> Michigan fans, I'm sorry. I love I love oh, my fan base. Man. I love it. I'm sorry. Uh -oh. My final four. I got Zags, Baylor, Houston, and Texas. Ooh. Something Ooh. about Shaka Smart, and we'll get into Ooh. that in a moment. Something about yeah. Shaka Smart. I think, you know, Texas tried to ride him off when that horrible season that they had uh, a year or two ago and everything yeah. else. And Texas fans, and I live here in Texas. Oh, he's done. He's horrible. We need a new coach. Fire Shaka. Fire, you yeah. know, the hashtag fire Shaka. On there, and now all of a sudden, with a you know new season revamp and everything else, we'll get into all that. But let's start out in the West. 
because yeah. um, I think it's, you know, we, we both, you know, said the Zags and, and giving them kudos are their only undefeated team. Uh, I think that Mark Few, if we had a season last year, uh, I think that we would have saw the caliber of his, his team is just fully loaded. They're undefeated. Um, obviously, they're absolutely good. But besides the Zags, and we can give them, you know, all the accolades and everything else, who do you see that's going to surprise everyone, in your opinion, that could make a possible run and possibly compete with the Zags and give them a scare? We saw it in the WCC championship with BYU, uh, gave the Zags a little scare. And then, you know, yeah. BYU kind of fell apart and the Zags found out who they were in the second half and ended up winning uh, that championship. So who do you think has the capabilities, which team has the capabilities of making a an impressive, surprising run out of the West? That's really tough. I mean, you have some good teams in there. Creighton, uh, Oklahoma, USC, the season there had uh, Creighton. Um, man, but the two teams that really stand out to me that I have, that I think, in my opinion, if, if they play the right way and play uh, some good – basketball that they can possibly see the Zags in a sweet 16 or possibly see them in the elite eight is either Kansas or Oregon. Mm -hmm. uh, earlier this Kansas has shown me a lot this year. Uh, even when they hit adversity uh, about early February, they, they really were playing some bad basketball mm -hmm. and the way coach self and his staff flipped the switch with those guys with miles Garrett and others really showed me everything I need to know. I mean, let's face it. We know the capability that Kansas has to, to one of the, uh, complete teams uh, in the country compared to everybody else. I mean, 28 right. this year, they are on a five game winning streak right now. So they're playing really good basketball at the right time of the year. We know mm -hmm. of the significance of what it means to go into March and mm -hmm. especially going to conference play uh, hot. And they have been, uh, but they've already, they've already beat Bell this year. Yeah. Uh, so that shows me everything. They beat Oklahoma state, they beat Texas tech and they have a good support cast. I mean, miles Garrett, Obiagi, Garrett Thompson, and the guard, Dejon Dejon Harris, those guys are really they're they're really impressing me. And of course, with Miles Dejon Garrett, Dejon Harris leader, is really yeah. really good. Yeah, really good. I didn't play that much last year, but this mm -hmm. year he's he he sort of had some early uh, bumps early in the season with non conference play. But once he got uh, that that the conference play under him and having that leader and Garrett under his wing mentoring him, the rest is really much history. And mm -hmm. Jalen Wilson's really been the, the the key for me in that team because he's been he's been one of the most consistent players on that Kansas squad with his ability to score and his defending. He has some long length. Oh uh, yeah. His athletic ability. Arms for days. Right yeah, now, he, right now he's not an Indy. He's, he's one of the guys as Mr. Mercer pointed out earlier in the show that's quarantining back in right. Kansas, but I'm pretty sure he's going to first fall out soon, uh, but they're, they're, they're really tough. Um, I, I think Kansas, if they play the way I know they can play and mm -hmm. keep this winning streak rolling, uh, they can possibly see the Zags in the lead eight. And at that point, it's really do or die. Well, we yeah. both know the significance of March is, is one and done, and you mm -hmm. have to play your best basketball. So yeah. if the Zags were to come out hypothetically and they meet Kansas in the Elite Eight and the Zags play the way they played against BYU in the first half, then Kansas may be on their way to, the, to another Final Four. I mean, Bill Self knows what it takes to get there. He's been there uh, numerous of times. Mm -hmm. And another team in the West to me that kind of that has a possibility, and I actually have Kansas and Oregon meeting is Oregon. I mean, let, let, let's face it, Oregon yeah. is another one of those tough, gritty teams this year, 26. They're 4-1 right now in March. Uh, they, they really they really can be a dangerous team in this tournament. And I actually have them meeting up with Kansas in the Sweet 16. And the winner of that game Same. is – Winner of that game really 
is going to be the best shot to get yeah. Zags out early. Yep. Because everybody in the, in the country, everybody in Brack have Zags in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. But out of those two teams, in my opinion, mm-hmm. as the winner of that game, if they do meet, when they will meet, because I'm going to speak into existence of our brackets. <laughs> that that's the that's the that's the best shot to, to get the Zags out early before we get to the final four. What I I 100 agree with you on all that, and I that would be a great matchup. Uh, yeah. And I heard a lot of experts talk about it. That'd be a great matchup if it gets to that point where Kansas and Oregon meet in the Sweet 16. Um, yeah. I have a couple of concerns on teams coming out of the West. Okay. It did have a have a good season. Yeah. Uh, Virginia yeah. and Iowa. Yeah. For some reason, I see them as an early exit. Thoughts? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, uh, just looking at Virginia, yeah, they're a four seed in this tournament, mm-hmm. uh, but offensively, uh, they show me a, a lot of uh, signs of uh, you know. We all know in the game, and especially within March, mm-hmm. you need good guard play. You, you, you need you need great you need great front court production mm-hmm. and you need guys to knock down shots mm-hmm. bottom line and me watching virginia a lot this year especially that game against duke where they lost and a few other games after that their offense doesn't really excite me uh, mm-hmm. they really don't have that offensive spark from Usually, years past yeah when they yeah, had that, yeah. that national championship year where they Run, went from yeah. being that first 16 seed to be our first number one seed to be upset by a 16 seed exactly. and then tony bennett went and just retooled his whole entire team and they went on an amazing run yeah. and ended up getting that national championship. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I yeah. just, they, they really don't have that offensive grit yeah. that you need to have in March. And that's no, that's no takeaway from coach Bennett and his, and mm. his, and his, and his staff and the team yeah. he has. I just think this year they don't have enough. I'm going to use the word killers to go get yeah. it done. Yeah. And Iowa, I was the same case. I mean, look, let's face it. They want to, of course, they want to, the top teams in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. it, the resume is well solid. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we all know the Big Ten was the best basketball conference in all, all year long. Period. No doubt about it. Best and that I've seen it. Watching Iowa, the game plan is really much simple. And mi- the game against Michigan showed me, and I know Michigan fan, I'm co- pointing this out, but I'm pointing this out for a reason. Yeah. If you limit Garza and he go against a, a, another solid big that can defend, you limit him, mm-hmm. the game is pretty much won. Your players and your role players have to step up. Look, Iowa doesn't have a bench that that really scares me at all. Right. The guard play is not really that impressive to me. Mm-hmm. And if you limit Garza and, and force the game into the guards' hands, mm-hmm. you, you, you you'll have you'll have an eighty-five to ninety percent chance of winning the game. So I have no, I have no, I don't disagree with your pick at all with Virginia or Iowa. Those two teams mm-hmm. really, they they really don't have that that flow that's going to say, okay, I think this team can make a run because of their offense, because of right. their bench play, and because they get after it. And they just don't have those things this year. And I think – I do agree. I think they'll have early exits, no doubt about it. For me, Iowa is – you know, they got the big man, Luca Garza, down below. Yeah. Um, can Wieskamp and, and Jordan Bohannon, can they both be hot from the three? If you leave them alone, they're dangerous right behind that three-point yeah. line. Absolutely. I mean, no we saw effective. Bohannon was against – in regular season, I think it was against Nebraska – he just yeah. kept shooting three after three after three after three. And again, you know, Nebraska had their struggles. I think they ended up the season nine and 20. And I think yeah. that, you know, Fred Hoiberg is going to do something with that team and then turn them around and we'll see them dangerous possibly in a year or two, you know, yeah. who knows, but just impressive quick release shooting from, from Bohannon. 
Uh, like I said, if you leave him alone, he, he's, he's going to be just absolutely deadly. So I think they're, they're possibly, I don't know, the Grand Canyon, Iowa thing, I don't know if they're going to run away with it because Grand Canyon, I did get to see uh, one of their games and they're quite impressive uh, for, you know, people that don't know who they are, you know, a, a not well-known college. Uh, they're going to give Iowa everything that they can, but I think when oh, yeah. Iowa gets to that next round and they face a very strong organ. I, I just like I said, I just see them as as one of those. Well, thank you for being here. You know, have safe travels back to <laughs> Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the, the team that I have that is possibly going to be this is one of my risks that I had in coming out of the West. I see Creighton as a first round upset. I think you UCSB is going to is going to put them out. They looked absolutely horrendous against a very determined Patrick Ewing coached Georgetown team that surprised everyone. And we'll talk about them when we get to uh, the, the, the East region, but I, I don't know if they're going to be, if they're still in shell shock, if they're able to overcome that. Um, and, and as you pointed out, the, the offensive determination that we lack and we see with Virginia. Yeah the identity of a Creighton that, okay, on good, on good games, you're amazing. Everybody's gelling. And on some games, you got one person that's picking up the slack for the others. Yeah. And then at times you're just like, okay, who is this team? And where is the team that I saw play a few nights ago? And that was the question marks that I had surrounding them when they played Georgetown yeah. and they were double digit favorites against Georgetown and ended up being double digit losses. <laughs> So I don't, I don't know what your thoughts is. If you see any high seed that you see could be a potential first round upset. Well, in the whole bracket or just in this region? Just in, in this region. Oh, well, mm, I mean, I wouldn't disagree with the UCSB pick. Uh, only, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised at Drake either. Uh, they. I thought about that too. Yeah. They're really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. I think they don't get enough credit that they possibly. Undercover good that nobody's talking about. Exactly. Yeah. And look, I think they could possibly, I think if Drake were to, I do have Drake beating Wichita State, by the way, but if Drake were to meet up, meet up against USC, that that, that, that's anybody's game. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's face it. Drake has a big Darnell Brody transfer from Seton Hall guys. He's basically revamped himself from not playing at Seton Hall to now being a double digit guy. Yeah, uh, lead and being a double double guy, I should say, and the fact that we know what USC has with with Mobley, he, he's one of the best, one of the best bigs in college basketball. He can he can put the ball on the floor, he can knock down that fifteen foot jumper. But yeah. Drake is one of them, and I wouldn't be surprised if UCSB gets over Creighton. Look, let's face it, it's March. We don't know how Creighton's going to show up. I do, in my mind, I do expect him to bounce back after being, uh, of course, um, embarrassed uh, in the Big East final the other night mm-hmm. against Georgetown. Uh, but they, they create a team where, though, yeah, like you said, we when they're on, we know what they're capable of. But mm-hmm. when they're off, good luck because you don't know what's going to happen. So, yeah. uh, I de- those are my two really uh, possibly upset slash sleepers in that region uh, that can possibly get it done if mm-hmm. you know if they're playing the right basketball. That that's, that's the thing. That's the beauty in all of this of March Madness. Yeah, we go ahead and talk about the favorites or we like this, we like that, but. It literally comes down to one game. You yep. can come out the game blazing. Another team can come out the game just offensively 
dismantled and they just can't figure it out for the first yeah. 20 minutes. And that's an and exciting then, um, thing of it. That's yeah, an exciting yeah, thing of it. Yeah. I mean, we can Absolutely. go back uh, a few years back. Remember uh, University of Northern Iowa, I believe oh, that man. it was uh, what the shooting guard, Ali Farouk Manesh. It yeah. came out. I mean, I had to set my brackets on fire because I had North Carolina going all the way that year. Wow. And then he just had the monster wow. game of a lifetime. And I'm like, yeah. who is Northern Iowa? What? Yeah. <laughs> where, where, where did they come from? What, what is happening right. right now? I'm not sure. What's I'm like, talk on it. It's March as I'm tearing up my brackets. I'm like, I love it. Hate it all at the same time. But, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's the exciting uh, thing of it. Looking at the South right now. And like I said, I had Baylor coming out of it. Um, yep. You know, in one of your brackets, you had Texas Tech, and Texas Tech is one of those teams that whoo, is, is, I believe, dangerous. But then you look further down, and you see another Big Ten team, uh, Ohio State. Uh, oh you know, their coach is just up there um, for national uh, coach of the year, as he should. I mean, I'm not Absolutely. a Buckeye fan, but I'm a sports <laughs> fan, and you got to look at what he has done with his program and no shade yeah. at Thad Mata, but I think he did it quicker than Thad Mata and, the, oh, and yeah. the guys that have been on his squad have fully respected him and his leadership and is capable to win. But the little train that could, that is on this, this, this entire South bracket, Winthrop. Ooh. Yeah. Winthrop Ooh. is my dark horse. Really? Winthrop, I think, will make some noise, and Winthrop, wow. I think, will upset Villanova first round. Wow, that's yeah. a very look. I'll be honest, doing this, doing this bracket four times, not to mention doing it on three different pools. That, that game really scares me mm -hmm. because that was one of the last spots I filled out too, Monty. Because wow. I had to skip yeah. it because yeah. I'm just yeah. like. I don't know. Uh, I don't really, know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think if Villanova gets back Justin Moore, yes, we already know we're, they're without Colin Gillespie. Yeah. And when they, season, yeah. when their first game, back, when their first game after Gillespie got injured against Creighton was against uh, Providence. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching that game. They didn't look that bad offensively. Mm -hmm. um, they, of course they dug themselves in the whole first half but second half. They gritted it out. Of course, Justin Moore got injured in that game. But mm -hmm. I, I like Villanova's chances if they get Justin Moore back. Uh, I'm not sure far as his timetable, far as his percentage of where he's at right now, as uh, far as uh, playing condition or he's practicing. I mm -hmm. do. I did see a tweet from Jay Wright that he is back. Uh, he's he's looking good. He's back on his feet. He doesn't have a cast a boot on. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious. But that game right there was like I don't know. Uh, but I, I can't. I, I just can't knock down the capabilities of the magic that Jay Wright works in March, especially in a tournament. Mm -hmm. uh, Winthrop, they, like, they're really they're a really competitive team. Very. I mean, 23 and one for a reason. Mm -hmm. And usually it, the one loss that they had really didn't, when I watched the tape, they really didn't show me any, any weaknesses. Yeah. They're, they're really well complete. They're really, and they're playing the right basketball at the right time. That's mm -hmm. why I talked about early. This is the point in March where you, you want to go into March on a win streak, which they have. And they're really they're a good coach team. They, their mm -hmm. bench is really they have, they have some good key players that come off that bench. And I just think as a whole, they really don't have any any weaknesses really that say okay, they're right. having injuries. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't have anybody that's playing bad basketball. Mm -hmm. uh, they're just playing together and they're playing perfect. Now yeah. I think I think Jay Wright 
and his staff are going to are gonna have to come up with a hell of a game plan to stop these guys Agreed. to get the win. And you're going to need Justin Moore to do it because if mm-hmm. Justin Moore is not playing this game, you're already down your, your general in Colin Gillespie. Now you're down Justin Moore, your key two guard on this mm-hmm. roster. That, that's and that's why hard. that's what I was looking at that too, seeing if he was going to come back and if he is limited minutes or not going to be in. That's yeah. a team of, of vulnerability that yeah. Winthrop will thrive off of and yeah. somehow keep it close. But I just, I just, I just think Winthrop to me is going to carry into, uh, don't, don't hate me for fans and Uh-oh. those that are going to love me. Winthrop is probably going to send me a care package. Uh-oh. I have them in the sweet 16. Whoa. I have them in the sweet 16. I think Purdue gets by North Texas, the mean green. Sorry, my yeah. Texas folk. Those are their mean green. <laughs> I see Purdue playing North uh, uh, Winthrop, and then so for some reason, last minute, because those last second shots, those are the ones that keep us fans at the edge of our seats. I think Winthrop slides by them, mm-hmm. and and gets into the next round, and they'll face a very tough Baylor. And who mm-hmm. knows from there? I mean, I have Winthrop out of there. I don't. I'm not that crazy one that took a risk <laughs> and moved them on. <laughs> because I, I, looking looking yeah. at the rest of this 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 uh. This region, I mean, like I said, you got Ohio State, you got Texas Tech, you got Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I this, mean this is loaded. It's really it, this this region here is probably one of the best out of all of them because you just have so many good teams that are mm-hmm. playing good basketball, and they're all in one, in one region. I mean, me, I have Purdue, Texas Tech, Ohio State, and my really my dark horse is UNC. And I only say, look, I have UNC beating Wisconsin. Yeah. All right, sorry, Wisconsin fans. I'm just I'm just being honest. Uh, Watching UNC all year, basically what really got me, I've been on them all year. I, mm-hmm. I've been backing them all year because mm-hmm. not because I'm, I have, you know, I like the Tarles. I just think that they have a really well-rounded roster. Their mm-hmm. front court is one of the best in the country with mm-hmm. Baycott and uh, Garrison Brooks. Yep. I like their guard play, even though at times this year was really inconsistent, but that's what you're going to get out of freshman guards with Kale Love and, and Ari Dave. Mm-hmm. Davis, RJ Davis, mm-hmm. but the way that they turned it up in the ACC tournament, yes, they lost a game which really they could have won against Florida State. Uh, that showed me, okay, this team here can possibly get out of the first round yep. and can possibly get out of the second, maybe, maybe. Uh, I'm not doubting Roy Williams and, and his capability. Uh, he's one of those coaches that he's up there. Mm-hmm. Roy Williams, Jay Wright. Tom Izzo, those guys are scary in March, period, period. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I, I just think North Carolina, they have what it takes to – they definitely have what it takes to beat Wisconsin. I mean, Wisconsin's a team that doesn't really scare me this year watching mm-hmm. them play. I mean, they I mean, got a really good um, uh, shooting guard and on these point or shooting guard at Dimitri or Dimitri Trice. Um, Tri- Trice is he, – he's, he's, he's had a great year. He's had an I mean, amazing year. Yeah, he had. The, I don't remember what team that was earlier this year, but he just went off. He had like thirty-two, I think. They did wind up still losing the game, but yeah, because he was trying was, to keep him in it. It was it was Wisconsin senior yep. night to be exact. Yep. Now I remember, yeah. and he had a great game. But um, Purdue's another team. Look, Jordan Ivy, man, you talk about improvement. Oh my gosh, just he's throughout the be, year. He's a freshman throughout throughout the year. Yeah, Jordan Ivy's real deal, and. You know, shout out to his mom, Coach Ivy. Uh, I, I'm always supporting uh, black women in sports. Mm-hmm. Of course, she was a former assistant at Memphis for Memphis Grills in the NBA. Now yeah. she's running. She's run the show at Notre Dame. But she has a hell of an athlete in Jordan Ivy. I mean, 
he's been playing over throughout the year. He's been going through some stretches like as all players do to mm-hmm. go through that period where things are not really working, trying to figure themselves out. Mm-hmm. And he's really, he's really look, he's 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 one of the leading scorers. He so continues I, to uh, evolve. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, he's an exciting yeah. player because he yeah. continues to evolve. He wants to get better. And it's not just, you know, he'll he'll play a game, even if they win that particular game, Monty, you'll yeah. see the improvements in the next game that Absolutely. he plays. Absolutely. And that's what I, I applaud him for because it isn't an age factor. It is, oh, he's just a freshman or everything else. He plays like if he walked out of Purdue, yeah, he could get snatched up in the NBA. And he's one oh, of those yeah. very few that I will say that about. Yeah. Um, that is not about the money or the contracts and everything. It's about the love of the game. And he has that. Yeah, I don't disagree. He is a future NBA player, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Purdue is one of those teams I have. They can possibly get to the Sweet 16. Uh, and give and see Baylor. UNC can get to the Sweet 16. I mean, I do. We do expect Ohio State to make a run just off what they showed us in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, alone, not regular season, just mm-hmm. alone the Big Ten tournament. They, we both expect them to make a deep run. And Texas Tech, Wayne is, Washington is, Jr. for Ohio State is just. Oh my God, he's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, he's phenomenal. Uh, he, he's he, he's special, and not to mention, even though. EJ Liddell made some costly turnovers against Michigan that mm-hmm. almost costed them. And he made a turnover that really costed them against Illinois. One or a key turnover yeah. that cost them against Illinois. Yeah. He's really special too. He can knock down that. He can knock down that three. He's really, he's really, he's really well-rounded for his size down there. Just, just of course, Dickerson against, uh, against Michigan, he had a big second half, but mm-hmm. the way Liddell impacted that game uh, second half wise, as far as his offense and defensive presence is like mm-hmm. incredible. And of course, I don't think anybody in the country can stop uh, Kofi Cockburn from Illinois. Let's just face it; he's a walking double double. Yeah. And, and in my opinion, he's a walking hundred million dollar machine. But listen, um, I, it, I, I like people really are sleeping on Texas Tech. They are. And, they are. And I was gonna just say that to you too you because know, you had them picked to in, in one of your in your brackets. Yeah. Um, they are. I, I I agree with you. I don't even know what words to say. If, I, I think if, that people think that. Texas Tech is just a one and done or possibly two and done everything else. I think that they can make a possible run, Sweet 16 yeah. Elite Eight. I don't know. Yeah. I they think can. I have them. They can. The one matchup I want to see is Texas Tech, Ohio State, and see Oof. Yeah, and see who wants Oof. it more, who's yeah. gonna have their yeah. shots accuracy, who's gonna be who's prepared more in March. Uh, yeah. and who I, I I want I would love to see that game. And, and I do. I would too. And look, let's 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 be honest. They they don't have they don't have an easy game. Their first game, they have Arkansas. No. Yeah, Arkansas is is a really gritty team in the SEC. Mm-hmm. And, and look, they're no sleeper either. The no. winner, look, if, if Arkansas gets past Texas Tech, I do think Ohio State wins. Mm-hmm. If Texas Tech beat Arkansas, Arkansas State, and they see Ohio State, anybody's game. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Uh, so I do have, you know, both my brackets have a flip flop. Don't don't sleep on Utah State either, even though they no. got in. Yeah. I mean, again, the South is is just it's, 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 it's loaded. It's, it is yeah, ridiculously really, really, loaded with, really, with all kinds really. of talent. It's going to be a fun watch to see them. But you were talking about Kofi uh, Coburn. Yeah. And, I, and, and one to me, it, the size of him is just, and how he moves down below kind of reminds me of, um, uh, of, a, of, a, of a younger Sean Kemp back in the yeah. day of how he just moved so well underneath the basket. I mean, he bullied um, uh, Luca Garza when they were playing in the Big Ten tournament. And it just did that solid body down below. 
And yeah. I just think, you know, Illinois going into the Midwest uh, region, Illinois is going to be that one that is just going to be absolutely tough. And my dream matchup is going to be Illinois and Oklahoma State. How much can Kate Cunningham carry Oklahoma State and, and make a, a, a huge impact? Um, this is a fairly decent Midwest bracket. Um, this one was actually one of the ones that I filled out the quickest. Yeah. Okay. Uh, looking at this, um, the eight nine matchup, uh, Loyola Chicago and Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech coming off of that absolutely amazing, amazing uh, uh, championship that they had. Uh, the emotions that they they had. That that one's going to be an interesting matchup. I got my eye on that one, as well as the number seven, uh, seven Clemson and 10 Rutgers. <laughs> Don't sleep on Rutgers, folks. Before, but before we get into this, I really miss, I, I, I missed this by a, like a million miles an hour. Oh, go ahead. Shame on me. Going back to, you you asked me earlier in the show, what, who do I see as a possible do, double digit seed to advance in the first round? Mm-hmm. And shame on me for not saying this earlier because at the time I was so locked in. But I really do believe Ohio can beat Virginia. And Ohio's a 13 seed. And here's why. Ooh, I'm going to yes. break it down. I'm going to break, break this it down. Because I had that in my other pool that Ohio was going to go. Ohio's going to surprise some people. I agree with you Virginia, on that. Virginia is really in a tough position. They are not practicing. They can't practice till Friday. Yep. And they haven't traveled to India yet. Mm-mm. And that game is on a Saturday. Yep. They're going to get to Indy on Friday, this Friday. Mm-hmm. I think th- I, that's part of the reason why they're going to lose because mm-hmm. preparation is so key. Mm-hmm. You're going to fly in. You're going to fly into Indy that Friday. You're going to practice that Friday. Then you can prepare yourself for a game that Saturday. Mm-hmm. And look, let's face it. Uh, Ohio, you remember early in the year when they played Illinois. Yeah. They only lost by two. There's a guard, Jason Preston. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. First round draft. He's actually oh, on my Agreed. On, on my Agreed. NBA mock draft. He, he's listed first round. Mm-hmm. 31, 8, and 6 against Illinois. Mm-hmm. He's averaging 16, 7, and 7. That's triple double numbers. Yeah. He's look, he, he's really tough. And I talked about it earlier with Virginia's guard play. I think Virginia's guard play will struggle. Mm-hmm. Against against Jason Preston because look, Ohio they're they're, they're really they're really a gritty team. Mm-hmm. When you lose to Illinois by two, and you give West Virginia hell, mm-hmm. that that right there is like, if you were to ask me, which double did you see that I could possibly see getting out of first round? Ohio is one of them. So mm-hmm. I just want to show love to them because shame on me for not. And also I know that in the same bracket, uh, same region I should say is 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 them also is. Um, no, they're actually not. I'm sorry. So Ohio would definitely be my double digit out of uh, this region. But going back to Midwest before we get into, of course, our favorite, the East. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm ready. I mean, look, I'm with you all the way. I do want to see that dream matchup of Illinois and Oklahoma State. Mm. But I, I, I think when it, at the end of the day, what it comes down to is Oklahoma State doesn't have enough firepower to match up with uh, Illinois. I mean, mm. Illinois bench is just playing phenomenal basketball right now. And they out of every team I mean, who's that freshman with the big fro Alex Cerbello oh I mean he came God. right off the bench when he played he, Michigan at in, in Chrysler and just yeah. went off yeah by himself he, you, I mean just you had Io that was out 
Colburn wasn't playing full yeah. potential in that first half. And he's yeah. like, I got y'all. And yeah. just was hitting yeah. threes like nobody's business. Outside of Trent Frazier, the, the guard, he's been mm-hmm. the most consistent on that team. Oh, yeah. Of course, with their wing, Adam Miller, he, he's had some slumps. But Cabello has been one of those guys that say, no matter what the circumstances are, I'm going to show up. And in my opinion, I think Illinois is, has faced the most adversity all year. Despite Baylor being out with COVID, uh, COVID protocols, despite Michigan being out with protocols for 21 days, despite, uh, you know, uh, uh, Kansas going through their slumps, Illinois has been the team that when adversity shows up at their door, mm-hmm. that they answer. And look, let's face it, when Iowa's at that three-game stretch, they had guys step up like Trent Frazier, Cabello, Adam Miller. And I think, in my opinion, the most dangerous one-two punch guard to big man is Io and and Kofi. I mean, let's just yeah. face it. I don't see no other guard and big man out there that, that can get it done. They both can give you 20 at mm-hmm. ease. And, you know, if, you know, on my bracket, I do have Illinois and Oklahoma State as a dream game. Mm-hmm. Illinois, Illinois, look, this is their first time having a number one seed. Last time they were number one seed in the tournament was 2005. They went to yeah. the national championship and lost. I think this is the year again where they get to the final four. They're really well complete. Uh, out, out, they really don't have any, any weaknesses from seeing this year, despite Iowa being out three game stretch. Mm-hmm. And I think the time is now. I think Coach Underwood, this has been his best team since he's been at Illinois. And the time is now to go get one because, of course, at the end of the day, next year they're going to re- they're going to reload. They're going to lose their two their two stars mm-hmm. to the NBA. And outside of Illinois, I, I mean, I, I I don't see anybody else in this region possibly giving them any headaches. Um, of course, we know what Kay Cunningham is a walking lottery pick we know what he brings to the table he can score mm-hmm. the ball at ease uh but outside of them i mean i have as far as my sleepers in this region uh in the midwest uh i do have um don't be mad at me for this uh, you know, don't be mad <laughs> here it goes but, folks here it comes <laughs> uh, I, I, I i was a little skeptical with houston being a three seed due to the fact that the aac their conference has been really weak this year mm-hmm. hasn't been really strong as as we've seen in recent years but their sleeper i i think they can, they can make a, a run possibly to the Sweet 16, maybe in the Elite Eight. I, I'll, I'll be quite honest with you. Yeah, uh, I have them I, in the I'm Elite never, Eight. Yeah, I'm never doubting Bob Huggins' teams. I mean, look, let's face it. West Virginia is – I don't sleep on them at all. And they're three-seed also. They've earned that that right to be a three-seed. Uh, maybe you could make the argument that maybe, you know, Oklahoma State could be a three-seed. They could be a four-seed, maybe a switch flip-flop. But, look, mm-hmm. West Virginia is well solid. They earned it, their right to be here. I'm not sleeping on them either. I mean, mm-hmm. we know what Bob Huggins always has something up his sleeves, even though, yeah. I, in my opinion, he should have been in the Hall of Fame a long time ago. I agree. Uh, but those are, those are the two teams that really stick out to me in this, in this Oklahoma State, Houston. And I do have Clemson over Rutgers in the first round because, uh, yeah, this is Clemson, this is Rutgers' first time being here in a long time. But mm-hmm. I just think Clemson, they played some really good basketball this year, and they upset some good teams. In, in, they in really did. And conference play. And they can get after it. So, yeah. I do have uh, – that's one of my early goodbyes for Rutgers. Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. Rutgers fans. I really, you know, I don't like you guys anyway. But uh, Clemson over Rutgers. I have West Virginia making possibly a run in one of my brackets. I have Houston making a run. And I don't think – of course, that key game for me, which is that second-round matchup between Tennessee. I have Tennessee and Oklahoma State in the second round. Mm-hmm. I don't I, – I just think t- Tennessee <laughs> – even though they're missing a key piece, I don't know yes. what the, the status is of. Yes. And that was an unfortunate foul like that. Oh my god. That was that was unnecessary. Terrible. Terrible. Unnecessary foul that uh, uh, I don't I can't recall the player's name that did that. He did get ejected and uh, flagrant two. 
Um, so, you know, hopefully they get him back. I don't know if he's going to be back in time for this because the, the, the hit that he took to the face, that cheap shot with the elbow. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. And, you know, don't be mad, but my, my last upset, this is really just sort of my first round. If you were to ask me for this region, who would be a double just seat to possibly make out of the first round? Mm -hmm. I have Syracuse. Um, Oh my goodness. San Diego state. (laughs) Look, I'm not sleeping on San Diego State. I'm not sleeping on their capabilities. Uh, they 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 they've been one of the best teams in college basketball, at 23 and four. But look, this is Jim Beheim, though. This is Jim it's Beheim. March, baby. Anything this is Jim Beheim. That's and so look, true. San Diego, San Diego State. Out of watching all of their game, not even watching all their games, watching mostly tape on all their games because I came ready for this podcast show and this and this, I came ready. They really haven't seen a two three zone. All game. All game. All, all game. game. Look, oh, my we, goodness. So true. Yeah, we know Behan. He sits in that zone all game. And mm. look, going through the tape, San Diego State, they've seen sequences of the zone throughout their games this yes. year. But they haven't seen a zone all game. And we know mentally, from a mental standpoint, you got to be ready to go because, look, the key we the key to breaking the zone, yeah, you, may, you may break the zone a few times. Behan may yeah. worry about that. No. Nope. But – you have to see that for 40 minutes. And mm-hmm. if you don't put the right game plan in place, whereas though you got to knock first off, you got to knock down shots in the zone. That that's bottom line. Got to knock down three pointers and you got to be able to, to get the ball inside to create for others. If San Diego state don't get those two things done, they're going home in the first round. Sorry, not sorry. So Cuse, <laughs> if you were to ask me, Cuse is my, is my team that, that, that can possibly get out of the first round. As a double sorry, not sorry. Sure. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> And last but not least, the East, our Um, boys, since Coach Jawan Howard, that wasn't the coach he was, part of the Fab Five, it was when he was a sophomore that they had a number one seed at that time. And now as a coach, Michigan has a number one seed. And already, and listen to Joe Lenardi and his thoughts, which number one seed is the first to fall? Mm. He has them. And it's because of a player that may not, you know, miracles may happen, but who knows? Uh, Isaiah Livers uh, suffering that um, uh, foot injury. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, I I have, and don't hate me, Michigan fans, I love you, but I do have them a dream matchup against Florida State in the Sweet mm. 16 mm. with Florida State barely beating my maize and blue. I've already prepared my emotions. I have my Kleenex <laughs> on standby. I don't. Wow. This, this is an interesting region as itself, too, because Absolutely. I, I Absolutely. was, and I, like I said, I, I love doing this podcast with that because I dedicate it to fans and I like listening to some of them, even the, the most obnoxious ones. And, and majority <laughs> of the U of M fans had said that this was an easy region. I said, no, ah, not, by, calm a down. Not, not by, by a long shot. Not by a long shot. Don't you're sleeping on LSU. LSU had that tough, tough tough loss against Alabama when it came down yeah. to the wire. Yeah. Um, you, you, you're sleeping on, you know, a rejuvenated Georgetown team, uh, Florida Ooh. state. And then again, as uh, Monty and I were talking at the top of the show and before we even came on there, Shaka smart and this Texas yeah. team is yeah. loaded and they oh, had yeah. their struggles late January, early February, but they as as like an Illinois, they figured it out. They went through the yeah. process and just started adjusting and figuring it out. Texas <clears> is one of my teams I have in the Final Four. Uh, he did it in 2011 with a team that everybody had to go and Google, and that was BCU, where he took them from the first four 
to the final four um, yeah, in 2011. Amazing I mean, amazing he's going to have just an absolutely amazing run. Um, also, we're seeing a team that is not even, you know, used to being in the spot that they are, and that's Michigan State Spartans that got in. They are in the first four, and they're going to face uh, a very determined, in my opinion, a UCLA team uh, that may make some noise. Either way, one of these teams is going to face a very tough BYU. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, for me on my end, and again, I, I, I got my eye on – the St. Bonaventure LSU game, I don't think that that's going to be a walk in the park for LSU. No. I have, my, I have my eye on Colorado and Georgetown with the energy that Georgetown has coming off of their win yep. in, in there. And, you know, the magic of the Madison Square Garden, a la, you know, the great Patrick Ewing. I, I just see them giving Colorado some problems. Okay. And uh, just because I'm petty and they made <laughs> me upset. Wow. And, you know, I, I just can't stand it. And they try to charge at my coach during the Big Ten tournament. I hope uh -oh. I am. I am a Dan Hurley fan. And I hope that they go and they just absolutely demolish uh -huh. Maryland. Yeah. Go, go Huskies, go. Really? <laughs> I'm not, and, I'm not. <clears throat> and then arise from the ashes, the rise of the Phoenix, the Rick Patinos with the Iona Gales. I mean, they're going to lose to Alabama, but it's Rick Pitino. I mean, what's your thoughts on this region? Uh, well, first and foremost, it's good to see Rick back, <clears throat> Rick back in college basketball. And mm -hmm. secondly, it's good, it's amazing to see him back in, in in March Madness. I mean, we know this is his fifth team that he's took in his coaching tenure. He's, he's coached five different college teams. This is the fifth mm -hmm. team he took to the NCAA tournament. Uh, that's really special. Uh, that's really unique to if you really think about it. It's five programs that he's turned. And but let's face it, before he even walked into Iona, that Iona was already had already made the tournament the previous four years. So he didn't walk into a situation where he had to rebuild Iona from the ground up. They have they, they Iona was left in good hands when when a job was given to him. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's that's good to see him there. But uh, I I really I really look. I'm just as mad as you with the whole Maryland thing. Uh, I do believe UConn can pull it off. Mm -hmm. uh, their guard play is is, is tremendous. James uh, Booknight right now can walk into the NBA and be the first 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 pick in the draft. He's well, that good. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say first pick. First pick? No, I wouldn't put him over Cade. It hasn't. Uh, no, no. They're my Cade's one too. Either okay. either one of them could could switch out, but he definitely is in the top three in my opinion. Yeah. The, the draft was right now. Um, you know, Maryland can possibly win this game. I'm not taking away, you know, the capability of what they can possibly achieve. Uh, but I do have UConn winning. Uh, my, my, if you were to ask me again, a first round, a double digit seed that could possibly get out of first round this for this region, it's Michigan State. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, think, I do think that they will have some trouble early against UCLA. UCLA is no sleeper at all. They, they got some good guys over there, especially with the, the rising talent of Jalen Clark, the guard there. Uh, they, they, that's a game that, you know, no, if, if anybody can win, but I do look, <laughs> it isn't March. If it isn't, Izzo. Yeah. And look, Michigan state have really earned their right. When the first four was in and the Michigan was one of them, I, Michigan state was one of them. I said, look, no lies detected. I mean, let, let's, let's just, let's just be honest. They beat Illinois in a stretch of March, Illinois, Ohio state and Michigan at that time, three, four, five seed, or I'm not saying in order, but, yeah. Top he beat in the three, three top ten teams, yeah. Three top ten teams, three of them were top five seeds at the time in the country. Mm -hmm. Michigan State beat them all in March, and they're playing at the right time. 
and they have that Michigan, they have that Michigan Spartan, Michigan State Spartan uh, luck right now. I'm not gonna say luck, but they, they have that fire right now. So if you were to ask me, Michigan State can possibly get out of first round against BYU. Uh, I, I just think if Michigan State and BYU were to match up, Michigan State sort of has the edge uh, from a guard play standpoint and a mm-hmm. little bit of a front court. And let's face it, uh, you know, uh, when's the last time we've seen Tom Izzo go home in the first round anyway? So uh, if they can get over UCLA, they can possibly get out of the first round for sure, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sleeping on LSU either. Uh, I do think they have, they'll have their hands full in the first round against St. Bonnet, let's face it. And if they were to see Michigan in the second round, uh, we'll wait. Might as well just uh, call 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 the airport fire at the Jets early because they're not getting past. I have Michigan getting past LSU, but the key with LSU, LSU is this: they showed me this throughout conference play and as well as the tournament. Lately, they they've been defending, mm-hmm. which they really haven't been doing good this year. Yeah, um, they they've been defending the ball lately and against Alabama. Yeah, they had some some very few bad possessions late. I do disagree with the with the last play with Trainer Wofford shooting a 30-footer step back three and airballing. And he shot it too early. He shot it about four seconds left on the clock. In my opinion, I'm putting the ball in the bus put in the best player hands. And my best player is Cam Thomas. Look, mm-hmm. Cam Thomas is a first-round draft pick, no doubt about it. He led the SEC in scoring with 22 points a game. The guy is, is a tremendous talent, and he showed up and showed out. Uh, throughout this season and 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 SEC conference play, uh, I would have loved to see Cam Thomas have the ball in that late game situation against Alabama to go win. Yeah, you know Trenton Wofford, he's going to be an NBA uh, player at the at the end of the, when it's all said and done. No doubt about it. Yes, he did have thirty points that game against Alabama. Yes, he did have some key plays where he got them back in. But at the end of the day, as a coach, you put the ball in your best player hands. Now, if they put the ball in Cam's hands and he makes a move, he makes a play, and he get passes somebody that's open or mm-hmm. whatever, that's cool. But you can't tell me, Will Wade, head coach at LSU, that you don't put the ball in your best player's hands. Mm-hmm. Period. It's simple. Mm-hmm. If you put the ball in Cam's hands, you might win. Yeah. But the fact that you shoot a 30-foot step back three mm-hmm. with four seconds left with, you know, your second best player, I disagree with it. If You know, all game LSU was getting to the basket. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to see them get to the basket, maybe get a foul, maybe get a draw and kick, whatever. You have so many different scenarios, but – no, that's on them. No credit, that, no dis, no discredit from Alabama. They earned it, but right. uh, LSU definitely has the capabilities of, of of being a team that could possibly uh, get out of the second round if they can somehow figure a way out to get it past mm-hmm. Michigan. No doubt, they're not a sleeper. They have the guard play. They have the talent there from a guard position. The front court is really what scares me, and I do think that's why they'll lose to Michigan in the second round. It's just because they don't have that big that can stop or can mm-hmm. limit a Hunter right. Dickerson. And we all know Hunter Diggs is a walking double-double, and he has the capabilities of doing so. And Florida State is another team. Look, Coach Hamilton's got this team ready. Uh, I was kind of – I wasn't shocked that Georgia Tech beat them uh, in the SEC championship game, but uh, I just just what Florida State ha- – the way they play as far as from an energy standpoint with Scotty Barnes, man, that guy's like a, a freaking a freaking Corvette engine. I mean, yeah. he's always rolling, rolling. And look – quick. He, he mm-hmm. got injured that North Carolina game. He's like, look, I'm getting right back on the floor. My team needs me. Yeah. And he, guys like that, players like that, is guys that's that your generals right there. Yeah. Especially if I'm a if I'm an NBA GM or if I'm a front office executive, I want a guy like that on my team. And look, mm-hmm. no doubt he's going to be a, a first round draft pick when it's all said and done. Also, but uh, I'm not I'm not taking away. Bama can make a run too. I mean, uh, they 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 really Nate Oates has really earned the right to be SEC coach of the year. Mm-hmm. He's earned the right I to agree. be SEC champion. And I want to give a special shout out to New Jersey native zone GQ. 
Javon Cornerly, Hudson Catholic native, went to Villanova, was in that scandal with Arizona about being paid. Mm-hmm. And the way he's transitioned 360 with his playing with his playing abilities and the stuff he's took within these within these first few years of his playing career. Of course, he sat out all last year of being ineligible. And you talk about humble. Man, this kid has went through some of the darkest days ever. Mm-hmm. Going through a, a FBI investigation at Arizona. Mm-hmm. Going through the dark days at Arizona. Then going to Villanova with Jay Wright. Then getting the criticism from everybody in the Big East and Villanova fans and the well as critics all over the country that uh, he's not a right he's not a right fit Villanova, doesn't play well in Jay Wright's system. Mm-hmm. Then Jay Wright coming out. He, he's publicly, he's been through some dark, stormy days. And for him to turn his career around right now, Alabama, playing at a high clip, being one of the best players in the SEC from a garbage, but one of the best guards in the SEC, period. Right. And for him to, to, to come out and show out, averaging over 16 points a game, this guy, man, I, I'm just ha- – not also because he's from New Jersey, but just the way that he sh- – the adversity that's been placed upon him. I mean, the guy's been killed in the media multiple times, and he's like, mm-hmm. yo, dude, only the people that's been in my – he put out his tweet – or something on Instagram, I remember he said, only the people that have been in my corner really know how this feels to me mm-hmm. after winning the SEC championship. And look, Alabama, they're playing at a high level right now. NATO's got those guys rolling. And they're they're definitely a team, in my opinion, that can make a lead eight run and possibly get to the Final Four. I like that, you know, you have these players, and he's one of them. And, you know, that's so cool that you shared his backstory and everything else. That's the type of person you want to root for. You Absolutely. Know, to, to just be so successful in their college career. And if they want to proceed into their NBA and everything else, that's, that's the kind of player that you want to root for. So I'm going to root for him too, because that's, that's phenomenal of all the adversity that he overcame. And I'm sure Man. that he had those moments where he just wanted to throw in a towel and quit. Man, look, let's face it. Transfer. I, I got, had to get out of the Arizona scandal, the FBI investigation. How to get out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, allegedly Sean Miller paid him. I don't know the, the true facts for that. You know, I don't know. Then on top of that, transfer to Villanova. Gets to Villanova. At the time, he's one of the highest highest transfers that Villanova has ever had in program history. Yeah. Gets to Villanova, has a really bad career at Villanova. I mean, he had some, he showed some spurts playing with Colin Gillespie in the backcourt. Mm-hmm. And then it just went downhill. I mean, and then on top of that, okay, gets out of Villanova mess. Killed again in the media. Transfers. Okay. At the time, and somebody had a rule, you, you may be, you know, eligible transfer to play. Didn't play. Had to yeah. sit a whole year out. So that's yeah. another year of missed college basketball. So right now, let's face it, he was a high recruit. Go, originally going to Arizona, doesn't play. Go to Villanova, doesn't work out, barely plays. Had to sit out a year, don't play college basketball, sits out, has to humble himself again. And he keeps working. He keeps working. He keeps working. He keeps working. That's underdog mentality right there. And then, of course, it all comes to show. I mean, he got his flowers this year. He played phenomenal this year, one of the top guards in the country. And that underdog mentality for all kids out there, and I'll say this on this platform that -hmm. will be listening, especially my people that are going to listen that plays basketball, no matter what adversity you face in life, always stick to what you believe in. Because GQ, JQ, Javon Quinterly, had a vision to play college basketball, mm-hmm. he went to two two good programs. I'm going to put Villanova as a great program because they've been great in the last five years. And then on top of that, to, to still believe in his dream and his passion, stick to the script, have that support system. That's the 
key people, all ball players out there, not even people that play basketball, just people in life, wherever yeah. your career is, the support system is key. Because if you don't have that support system, whatever you choose to do in life, you're not, the chances of you making it and being successful are slim to none. And shout out to, shout out to Javon Cornerly, New Jersey native, shout out to his support system for sticking through the, sticking to the script and being with him through those dark storms. Because at the end of the day, I want people in my life that are going to be there with me, do my dark days, do my dark storms. Mm-hmm. Whereas though I may think that I'm not going to be where I want to be in life, mm-hmm. but the people that's going to say, Hey, you got this. I believe in you. Let's do what needs to be done. Because if you have a bunch of yes people in your life, you're not, you're, I don't want yes people in my life. I want people that's going to criticize me and say, yo, yeah. what you're doing right now, you suck. Uh, you need to step your game up yeah. and you need to get better. I need people like that in my life. And people that hold you accountable. Hold me accountable. And yeah. look, I just want to get special because man, he really deserves his flowers. I mean, out of, out of mostly every player throughout this college basketball season, I don't think there's no player in the country that's faced more adversity throughout his college career than mm-hmm. Javon Quirley, period. Shout out to you, Javon. That's a great way to, to end this with our pool and our yeah. brackets and our discussion of it. You will definitely be back. I look forward to our next conversation that we will have. Before uh, we go, shame on us. Before we go, shame on us. What do we us. do? Rewind. We gave, we gave our final four picks. Oh. We but we didn't winner. give. There you go. We, we didn't give our we didn't give okay. our winner, and we didn't give our score prediction. Okay. Hit it on yours, and then I will do mine. Okay. So one of my – I'll go through all three brackets. I won't go into all three pools because that would be too many to name. So I, I, my first bracket I have – uh, Zags, Michigan, Baylor, Illinois. I have Zags beating our Wolverines. Sorry. Uh, look, you made a deep. If, if Isaiah Livers does not come back. I need, a, yeah. I need God to just ran upon that for us. I believe in miracles. I believe it's March. I believe Michigan has one of the best team positions and team docs in the country. I think I, I'm making a bold prediction. Isaiah Livers will play an NCAA tournament. This year. I mean, the miracle okay. that happened that made okay. me pull my hammy a few years ago when Jordan Poole hit that three. Yeah. Against Houston in the second round oh, in the West. Oh my God! I was working. Oh my I was God. working in Garland, Texas. Everybody yeah. was like, "Marisa, come!" No. They were all Houston fans, of course. Texas. Yeah. I'm yeah. wearing my Michigan, wear my uniform. I had the Michigan yeah. shirt underneath, earrings. He had that three. Yeah. I was waiting for them to say it didn't count because you know how those referees are. So I'm standing here in the TV. I'm like, I'm not gonna make a fool of myself. I just need to see. And I'm seeing Pool running, Wagner running after him, bench clear, everything. And I'm like, I'm waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. And then I saw the score go up and it said final. And then I'm seeing the distraught fans on, uh, you know, Houston side of the ball and everything. I promise you, Monty, I don't remember what happened after that. I ran around the building. Wow, really? Pulled a hammy. It was worth it. I was in Roanoke, Virginia uh, at the time. My school was in the final four. And I remember I'm in my hotel and I'm like, oh, my God, we're really about to lose. And I'm preparing myself. Me too. Before the game even ended. Yeah. Before we even had the chance to, of course, to inbound a ball to go down and, and Jordan Poole hits the game with a shot. I was already getting text messages and calls. Oh, so you, was I. So was I. I was like, oh, no. And I, I'm looking at the game. I'm literally laying down in my hotel room. All right, y'all, number three seed. You get ready to get beat by Houston and all this I'm other like, stuff. And you I'm get like, embarrassment. Oh. And they was just yeah, meme, yeah. meme, meme, meme city like, oh, and everything. Oh, my God. And oh, I yeah. said, you know what? You said, no, what? It's funny because prior to Jordan Poole hitting the game with a shot, out of everybody outside of Charles Matthews, Jordan Poole was the only one that was capable of hitting that game winner. And second, yeah. he had hit, he had hit some game winners in high school. 
So I'm like, okay, if there's before before the ball's in the inbound, I'm like, if there's anybody I want the ball in the hands of, it's Jordan Mother Effing Pool. Yes. Beeline. It's either Pool or Matthews. I can live or die with that. Mm-hmm. You know, rock. I, I rock my. I don't want you shooting. Sorry, I don't want John Dead. Sorry, I don't want. And how the me. shot went in, it didn't even go yeah. around the rim. It just yeah through yeah. the net. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Pandemonium. Yeah. So like ten seconds, fifteen seconds of doubt. I'm just waiting for him to say we're gonna review the play, everything, and I'm like, my God, it's final. Yeah. So final four. I have Zags in Illinois. One of my brackets. Uh huh. I have. I, I just. I'm. I'm just. I'm one of those critics right now that Gonzaga. Is gonna lose. Everybody has me. Oh, they're gonna make another Kentucky run, Indiana, on the Virginia one. No, they're gonna lose. I, in my heart, I really believe on all my brackets. Mm-hmm. I don't have Gonzaga as the winner. I have them actually losing in the Final Four, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a re- it's gonna be a repeat of 2017 when they lost to North Carolina and lose in the Final Four. Look, Jalen Suggs, real deal. Probably it's hard to put him over Io, but Jalen's the best guard in the country. Uh-huh. But look, I could play in that conference and and and, and make a run. They, look, I just think at the end of the day, wow, they, this look, is bold. Look, let's face it. <laughs> look, look, and I know, I know I'm probably going to get crucially crucified, and I'm that's fine, all right. They're going to leave their comments. They'll no, leave look, their comments. I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I, bring the heat. Bring, I, I, the heat. I, I, bring the heat. Bring the heat. But it's let's March. face it. Let's it's face March. it. Gonzaga, Gonzaga's undefeated. I'll look. Yes, they they're non-conference. They knocked off teams that they needed to get to the eight that they, that they beat. Mm-hmm. Not taking that. I'm mm-hmm. not taking that away from the Zaga fans. But throughout this year, outside of BYU, talk to them. They have not faced any adversity this season at talk all. To them. Talk to I them. Mean, look, at the end of the day, they haven't been in any games where outside of BYU that you have to scratch and crawl to win. Mm-hmm. Their conference is one of the weakest in the country, and on top of that, the deeper they make a run. They're going to meet a team. They're going to meet it. I promise you, they're going to meet a team that's faced tons of adversity, rather it's mm-hmm. Kansas, rather it's Michigan, rather it's Florida State, rather it's Alabama. They're going to face a team that's faced some hell of adversity that they know what it takes to get over. And Gonzaga's going to lose. So am I, look, I'm rooting for big, at this point, if Michigan loses, I'm rooting for another big team, big 10 team to win. I'd rather mm-hmm. see come back to the conference. Mm-hmm. And I do believe in my heart, Illinois has what it takes to get it done. And I really do believe the city, the city of Chicago deserves this, this national championship because, man, they, they've been through some hell in recent years. Mm-hmm. I mean, let, let's face the, you know, let's, let's just look at Chicago. I mean, the Chicago Blackhawks, they've been rebuilding the last few years. Yep. They haven't won a Stanley Cup in some years. Uh, let's face it, the Chicago, the Chicago Bulls, uh, they haven't been really that good since Tom Tibbs and that D. Rose era when they went mm-hmm. to the plus a few times and lost to Celtics and Miami Heat. Yeah. Uh, let's you know. Let's let let's just face it. The Cubs, uh, they went on that that incredible World Series run when it mm-hmm. first time they won it in centuries. So I, I'm I really do believe Chicago deserves another championship, uh, especially where the city has been in recent years. They haven't really been a really good city at all outside of downtown. Uh, mm-hmm. From a poverty standpoint, from an inner city standpoint, they've been one of the worst cities in the country. Uh, they've been one of the top-rated crime cities in the country. So I do believe their fans, as well as the city, they deserve a championship mm-hmm. uh, outside of any other team. So I had one of my brackets, I have Illinois winning 68-61 over Gonzaga. And my other bracket, I have Michigan, of course, winning it all. I mean, let's just face it. It may happen. That was the one he uh, posted, y'all. It was posted on That's, that's the one I posted on my Instagram when I got, <laughs> when I got crucified. 
when I got crucified, I had Michigan beating the comments uh, underneath Zach. that was gold. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm still receiving some heat from it, but that's okay. Uh, I had it's the Zags beat. It's March. It's March, baby. Best time of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had Michigan over at Gonzaga in the Final Four, and I had Baylor in Michigan, and I had Michigan taking it home 79 72. And then in my last but not least bracket, I have uh, I have can I actually have Kansas getting to the Final Four against Alabama. I have can I have I actually funny thing is <laughs> before black if, if there were you should have posted that bracket up because you would have really got destroyed. I, the funny thing is I had if last year I remember doing a bracket last year because at the time there was a projected bracket. Yeah. Uh, at the time, if it would have been a March Madness, I actually had Kansas win it all last year. And my argument was really well, really well sounded because last year they had one of the most complete teams in college mm-hmm. basketball. And on top of that, they were they were a top five team in the country. Yep. And their resume last year was incredible. So I do think Kansas makes a run. I have, one of my brackets have been making a run. So those are my winners, Illinois, Michigan. And then my last one that I have on paper, I do actually have, of course, sadly, I have the Zags winning. But I hope this bracket does not – I hope this – I hope this bracket does not at all. Out of all six I have done, uh, I hope this one is the one that that fails first. So, uh, I I just think that Gonzaga won't get it done. I, I really do. I mean, look, I'm not taking away for what the success they had this year. I'm mm-hmm. not taking away from what Mark View is. He's a hell of a coach. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking away the talent that you know uh, lottery pick Jalen Suggs. Uh, but I really do believe that uh, they're going to come across a team that's 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 been through some hell this season. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I really do praise Illinois because Illinois has been through some hell this year and they face some adversity and I think they can get it done. Do you, I, okay, let me ask you this before you get into your picks. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really curious to hear your final four. You have, you did say you have Gonzaga. What in your mind from a basketball junkie and a fan of the game that you believe out of, the other side of the bracket with both regions down below. Mm-hmm. What really makes you believe? And I'm not trying to be funny when I say this from a basketball standpoint. Why do you believe Gonzaga is going to go undefeated still and cut down the nets and be another team to win a national championship undefeated since, of course, the Kentucky team a few years ago? Here's a surprising thing about this, and I'll say, and it's going to shock a lot of people, but this is the only bracket I have them winning. Out of That's all the ones that I filled out, this is the amazing. only one that amazing. I have them winning. And it's because amazing. some of the points that you said, the, the conference that they were in, there was not a oh strong conference. I think oh that they God. will face a few challenges on the Absolutely. way of this road to this, this bracket that I did fill out. I did have Zags, Baylor, Houston, and Texas. I think yeah. the first challenge that they're going to face, they're going to face an Oklahoma team that people did put under the radar. I think Oklahoma escapes uh, against Missouri. Mm-hmm. I think the Zags may see some kind of problem. They're going to have a slow start, possibly against Oklahoma. I think they're okay. going to have if they they'll get by Oklahoma, and then from there, another great matchup that I want to see before they. I believe that they will go and face a very determined, hungry Shaka Smart uh, Texas team. Oof. Is that they will have some problems with Oregon in the Elite Eight? Yeah, yeah. No that's another. Detected. That's another. That's another matchup that they will see. Um, yeah. the only blowout that I see happening on their road to the final four is the winner of Norfolk state and Appalachian state, which I have Norfolk state getting in there, um, barely over app state because both of the mm-hmm. teams have got some similar 
uh, disadvantages. Uh, so yeah. I think it's going to be a low scoring, close game between both of those 16 seeds uh, yeah. going into it. I agree. Um, I agree. Zags, it's not going to be an easy ride for them after if they get to Oregon. Well, I have Oregon on here. Uh, that they will face, and then they'll face Texas, and that will be. I think that will possibly go into overtime. Mm. Um, Interesting. Yep. And then on here, uh, I, I have I have Houston. I have Houston on here. Uh, mm. That's going to slip by Oklahoma State. That will slip by Illinois. Like I said, this bracket is absolutely wild. Now that I'm looking at it. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, Calvin Sampson, man, the, 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 talk about the. The rise of the ashes and Rick Pitino, Calvin Sampson Woo! himself. Uh, you know the backstory of Calvin Sampson. And oh yeah, some scandals himself and absolutely. Um, you know, revamping himself from his coaching in Indiana and where was he previously at before Indiana? Ah, uh, uh, man, I haven't. I haven't it's, really... it, it slipped me. It slipped my mind. But he previously coached in Indiana from before he hit to Indiana and then now in Houston and just a retransformation, revamping, if you will of him and it's the men that he had under there. And, you know, we talked about Jordan Poole and that Michigan squad that he did coach uh, and they were tough going into uh, them. Uh, they were a sixth seed at the time and they played like they were a number one seed in that tournament. In my opinion, uh, that whole time they gave Michigan all kinds of fits during that mm -hmm. game. So I just think mm -hmm. that, you know, they're a surprise team that they will do uh, surprisingly well. I had them on, this one, I just had the Zags winning it in, in a close one. I have them as 61-58 uh, uh, is this one that I have them winning it. But, uh, I mean, it's March. Anything can happen. This is the only one that I have them on. I have Michigan in two of my pools that I have them cutting down the nets. I have a couple of them. I have an all-Big Ten final um, because I just think the Big wow. Ten – I do best best conference. And well, to answer your question, Samson after Indiana, he went to serve in the NBA for about about uh, I think he was in the NBA for probably like five years. I know yeah. he was an assistant. Now, now that you bring it, I know he was an assistant with Milwaukee first after Indiana, uh -huh. and then after he went, I think he was there when James Harden first landed in Houston. And I know he was a, he was a Houston assistant for some years. Then he got the Houston job. Right. To answer your question. Right. We we're both trying to figure Thank it out, you. but it just it just hit me that way. He actually went to the NBA before going to Houston. Right. Okay. I didn't. I knew he went to the NBA. I didn't know how long that he was there for as, as an assistant. He, and you yeah. can easily see him going in transformation mode over those times that over that time uh, line that he was in the NBA and mm -hmm. going into Houston. Mm -hmm. and, and I heard a lot of people that were uh, that are now more than ever, you know, fans of Houston. And when he was selected as the head coach going into that program, he was dogged through the media of bringing people, bringing up his past. And, you know, it, it, I mean, media can either be your best friend or it can be your worst enemy, especially if you have a scandal, simple. They'll, they'll bring up your simple. whole entire Rolodex of stuff that you did and everything else. <laughs> they will crucify you. And he, he knew that going in there that he had to go and, you know, the students that he had, the student athletes that he had, he had to, to buy into what he was selling. Mm -hmm. And it obviously showed uh, yeah. throughout his, his tenure there. So that's the one um, sheet that I have, the one that I'm talking to you about. Uh, I have. Give me the other ones. Give me the other ones. Give me the other ones. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear Gonzaga win it at all. I want to hear, I want to hear the realistic ones. Let me, let me, let me hear. Let me hear the other one. I know All right, the other one that I, I did pull up, like I said, every one of them that is online, but I'm in a pool right now. Okay. And uh, I'll talk about this one. I said, like I said, I have in my championship one, I have Michigan and Illinois. 
I, I, I listen. That might happen. Michigan is upset that they, you know, Illinois went we there, got- stomped on them by 21 points and everything else. I have our boys cutting down the nets in that we one. I have ours. it as a close game. Uh, 66 to 65, actually. I have a one point. Woo! Yeah. Walk off. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I, 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 think I really the, do. I think that either either Brooks or or Smith will you be know, the walk off. Well, you see, the, the, thing, the thing with Michigan now, as I've been – when I was preparing my notes last night that mm-hmm. came up in my mind is that, you know, we don't know the certainty or the timetable of when Livers will return. If yep. I had to put my, if I had to put my money on it, he won't be there first round and he probably won't be the second round. Um, but if you, from outside of livers with livers, we're a dangerous team. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt about it. Yep. Cause that's our best player. In my opinion. Yeah. Without livers, we're still a good team, mm-hmm. but I think, I think right now we need that first win. Cause I'm going to speak into existence. That first yep. round win is going to be the, the difference maker to set us up for a run because guys like Brown guys like uh, Brooks, of course has NCAA experience. He knows mm-hmm. what it, he knows what it takes. He's been to a final four already. Mm-hmm. He was part of Beeline's crew. Um, those guys, to me, in my opinion, have to step up the most. Yeah. Because, it, I mean, look, let's 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 face it. It's not going to be a walk in the park. And they didn't look that bad against Ohio State, to be honest. You know, even when we didn't have livers, uh, mm-hmm. and that's a, that's a story for another day. Mm-hmm. But those guys, those guys have to step up because Brandon Johns Jr. is going to Jr. Is gonna have to step up. Yep. You. He's another guy because you already know what. Off the bat, you already know what Hunter Dixon is going to bring to the table. Yep. You already know what uh, Eli Brooks is going to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, those those two guys are really the only two. The bench, Terrence Williams, uh, you know, we've seen a little bit of Zeb Jackson uh, recently. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure as far as the philosophy that, you know, Phil Martelli and the staff, Jawan are coming up with as far as, like, uh, far as rotation set standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but these guys need to step up and play their best basketball yet because if to. we don't if we don't look i'll be honest we may we may go home and get to lsu we might we might just go home in, in and again that LSU. is that's the question marks i have around the game monty is we yeah. get to that point we get to the next round we face an lsu team that's still in my opinion still a little sore of a very good close three-point battle like these these two teams them in alabama were just shooting yeah out of their mind out out of their mind and i know that that those 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 guys on that lsu team is just got a huge chip on their shoulder because they were just devastated at the end of that game that they you know had i mean there's so many lead changes in in that game and just alabama pulled it out and you know the, the, the 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 sadness the dejection of LSU that chip is going to go and carry them into the, into this uh, um, tournament and yeah and I, one more team to don't sleep on don't sleep on don't sleep on don't sleep on UC Santa Barbara yep they conference champs another Jersey native want to give a shout out to my guy Josh I Pierre have Ruiz. I have I have them putting Creighton out in the first round beautiful that look if you were to ask and that's me not on just this bracket I got them on several brackets I have them out. 
Again, yeah. I mean, you and I we'll already see. talked about Creighton. I just, I don't we're, know. We're on the same page. We'll see if the plantation workers show up or not. I mean, Josh Pierre, yeah. transfer from Temple. He's another guy that's really revent, re, re, just just recreated himself. I mean, he's a great guard. Rolls a Catholic in Jersey. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but him at Temple, he, he, he's sort of playing in a shadow. He wasn't really allowed to really uh, bloom as a flower would do until it's full potential. And of course, him coming off at the bench, him coming off the bench. I mean, another guy I'm going to root for, regardless, Jersey guy. Uh, yeah. But don't sleep on UC Clinton uh, Bar. They have some good guards. Um, man, they 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 can give Creighton some hell because Creighton, we know they got embarrassed. But just getting yeah. back to Michigan, you know, as we close out here, showing love to our Wolverines, mm-hmm. we got to be ready to go. Yeah. From from starting no five slow starts. No slow starts. To and gotta make six, seven, yeah. eight, nine, ten on the bench. Yeah. Those guys gotta be ready because we're in a position right now where mm-hmm. there is no margin for error. Can't have it. No you early foul have, trouble. You gotta make your uh, shots. Dickerson. You gotta, yeah, Dickerson can't have your early foul trouble. Yeah. I mean, we gotta we have to be look, I'm not saying first round we gotta hit a grand slam, mm-hmm. but first round we have to we gotta win make that a statement. First round game. We gotta make a statement why they're number one in the east. And you gotta come out. Our confidence has to be another thing because if we go in a round two playing LSU, we have to hit we have to hit on all ceiling because LSU's a great three-point shooting team. Yep. And we're, let's just face it. We're gonna have our guards gonna have to step up and limit Cam Tom, Cam Thomas. I agree. Uh, you know, Trenton Wofford, another stud NBA player. I'm not. He had 30 points. Mm-hmm. I'm not really worried about him that much. Cam is a guy that I'm focusing on. Is is because look, he 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 will wait. Gives him the green light to shoot at a high level mm-hmm. and to shoot at ease. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, look, this games this year where he shot the ball 22 times. Yeah, he has a green light. That's just their guy. Uh, let's just face it. Everybody has a guy that they have the green light to do what they need to do. And Cam's that guy, and we have to stop him. So if we want to get to, you know, make a final four run, yeah, we're going to need the basketball gods to favor us as we go on this journey. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. And we might just need a blessing from the Lord, and uh, hopefully we get Isaiah Lovers back. Maybe rather it's Elite Eight, rather Sweet 16, rather it's down in the final four. Right. Brother, we need you back, man. Please. We, Absolutely. We, we, we're a championship team, but yeah, to get to that level, that next level, which we have seen we, all we year, we need all him. the complete pieces of the yeah. puzzle. They can't, you know, yeah, you got sure. a thousand piece puzzle, you got nine hundred ninety nine pieces. We need that one piece to complete the picture. Hopefully, Isaiah What's, Livers can come back. One, one more question I want to ask you: Who's out of everybody? We broke down the bracket from top to bottom, region to region. In your opinion, who's one player that you're most looking forward to seeing in a tournament? Oh, that's such a great question. Because, um, man, there's some talent. There is some talent. And I was going to say this at the end of it, too, before you dropped your social handles. Okay. This, 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 this senior class and those that possibly will be leaving early, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to the NBA draft more so this year because there's a lot of talent wow. that is coming okay. out of these colleges, in my opinion. No, um, no, no doubt. I, I think no doubt. it's going to be one of these draft classes and going into the NBA where people are not going to forget their names or Google them and everything else. Everybody's <laughs> going to know yeah. who they are. Yeah. Um, my, my one is from uh, UConn. Um, I'm probably butchering his name, but James Booknight. James Booknight. Seeing what he can do with UConn and how far um, that Coach Hurley can take this team. 
Um, yeah. He had, you know, I mean, he was in the same boat where it was, it was rough. I believe last year, Book Knight did have some injuries and he was out for a length period of time. And then yeah. UConn yeah. just had a horrible, horrible stretch of run and yep. everything else. And it, it looked bleak. And then he just came back with a, just whole determination, and everything else. And UConn did have its moments where it did start slow, but then again, Dan Hurley took this team and, and his coaching staff and just mastered it game by game by game. And yeah. they just continued yeah. to evolve. So yeah. I'm curious to see how far and how much that UConn is going, how he's going to carry the UConn team. And of course, my runner up one that I'm always looking at besides my Michigan squad is um, Kofi uh, Coburn from Illinois. Again, big body, solid, yeah. under the net. Uh, oh, not great free throw free throw shooter, but somehow it magically he, turned on when they played Ohio State in the Big Ten there championship. You go. There he you made go. his clutch free throws. Yeah. So he, he's a walking hundred million dollars. Yes, he's a walking hundred million dollar player. He can possibly make some money in the NBA, and no doubt, no. Hey, listen, no doubt about it. I mean, I'm, I'm let's see if UConn get a little Jim Calhoun magic and see yeah. if they can make a run. So I'm 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 excited to see, and I, I'm not. That's really a good pick. I, I, Book night. Wow. Out of all the players that that's get your I just, I'm just, I'm just Yeah. It's like I said, it's March. It's exciting. Um, yeah, yeah. you know, some of these under the radar teams that you and I discussed and yeah, I, yeah. it's, it's going to be exciting to see. And I just look forward to having you back on after it's all I can't said wait. and done. Can't wait. And, I can't and, wait and to come back to this but platform. I and say, want... listen, <laughs> I told you Gonzaga wasn't going to get it done. America. I told you <laughs> I want... I'll be back. Drop the socials where people can stay connected with you. Tell, tell, the, tell the listeners, tell the watchers where they can stay connected with you on the social. Okay. Uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Monty Moss 3, M-O-N-T-Y-M-O-S-S-3. You can follow me on Twitter, uh, Monty underscore Moss 3. And if you Facebook lovers, I'm not really on Facebook that much, but for all you Facebook lovers, you guys can uh, send me a phone request at Monty Moss. And uh, I definitely show love. I mean, I'm, I'm as Miss Mercy can tell you, I'm part of the Gentleman's Corner crew. I want to get, I want to show those show those guys some shout love. Shout out to the Gentleman's Corner crew. Shout out to really? John. Shout out to McLean. Shout out to Paul. Love those guys. Uh, we've been on a hell of a run. And as you, as we both are CQ members, there will be shout out uh, to D Nice. Shout out to D Nice. One year be, coming up. It's going to be one epic. year coming up. It's going to be, be special. So follow me. You guys can follow me on those handles. And don't worry, I'll follow back. I show love and. Miss Marissa, man, I had fun today. Thanks. I'm really blessed. This Thank was awesome. It was this fun. Was, this was, was awesome. I, I I had a good time. I mean, just go. Yeah. And who would have known? Who would have thought after, you know, a season that was at pause yeah. that this right here, you know, with some of the teams that we were talking about, and if, if college basketball was going to even be a complete season, a complete thing this year, and yeah. it is, and we're so blessed as, as, you know, basketball fans and sports fans in general that it's actually going to happen. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. Everything kicks off on Thursday. Hopefully, everybody. I don't know. They they may take advice from us and you know agree with us on our picks and <laughs> everything else or not. You yeah. know, drop it in the comments below. Subscribe to the yeah. channel and let yeah. us know. Follow yeah. Monty Moss. He's a lot of fun. He's amazing. He knows Thank his you. stuff. Thank uh, you. And I appreciate you coming on the podcast. I really do. Thank you for coming I, on the show. Before I leave, uh, someone I'm going to answer this question for somebody. Someone asked me a question for coming on your show. Uh, they told me, they asked me, they said, if, if there was, out of all number one seeds, who's the first, who will be the first to go? I'm going to answer that. It's going to be Baylor. Book it. You got Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor, Illinois. I think Baylor's going to be the number one seed that's going to go. Why? Because they're the same team they've been since they were 17-0. and 0. And, yeah, they had a COVID outbreak, but they're still the same team. They really, 
they really haven't peaked or escalated and elevated their game to another level. Whereas it was like, okay, they, they're a dangerous team. They're going to be the first number one seed. Is going to be first one to go. Court. Okay, I'm going to. This Thank is you. recording, so this is a soundbite. So when Thank this you. happens, Thank you. I, I will put it up on my my and, social handles for real. And, I will make it happen. In all seriousness, I want to give a special shout out to you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to come on your platform to talk uh, March Madness. I know originally, you know, we're supposed to be I was supposed to be on in April, but uh, really, I really do thank you for giving me the opportunity to come on and talk some sports. Uh, I really like your bracket. Uh, I'm blessed to be here. I'm humbled. Uh, I feel honored to be here to be selected out of so many other sports figure guys that talk sports in the world. So thanks for having me on. Uh, you can call me anytime. I'll be happy to come back. And uh, always a pleasure for sure. You definitely know your it. stuff. You definitely know your stuff. And I, think, I, <laughs> I, I, think I love learning. You, I love you take, learning. You take a lot of Twitter heat. Twitter world. Yeah, I need to give Miss Marissa some more respect this woman knows her <laughs> stuff I, I see your twitter i see people god, yo, the people in the comments like oh my god they're killing don't her. you read them don't you read I, are they're entertaining they're entertaining they are and, and, I, and i'm just I like mean, i'm not even going to challenge this individual because they don't I'm know close, so i'll have I'm people close, challenge them for right. me i'm close to, i was close to jump in i'm like uh don't want to jump no in. jump in at any time oh, jump no. in any time it's like double yeah. dutch this is like go ahead and just ju just pick and roll baby pick and roll Miss, I'm, set, I'm setting the screen for Miss Marissa. I'm rolling to the basket. She's going to give me a bounce pass, and I'm going to slam that baby home, baby. That's Money Moss for three. That's there we go. There we go. Thank you, everybody, me. listening and watching United States and around the world. I appreciate you joining in today. And as I always, always end the show, take care, stay safe. Everything she says is truth. If you don't know now, you know all you ever gotta say is Heard that, heard that, heard that, heard that, heard that. Look all you ever gotta say is Heard that, heard that. Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at HeardThatWithMarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, on Twitter at LovelyMarisaT, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard That With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support. If you don't know, now you know all you ever gotta say is Heard that, heard that, heard that, heard that, heard that Look all you ever gotta say is Heard that, heard that, heard that